You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good install. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sowell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. In Oregon, another night of protests in Portland, the state's largest city. Demonstrations in Portland have been ongoing since the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis in May. Last night, protesters tore down fencing around a federal courthouse and set fires in dumpsters and inside the police union building. Oregon's Justice Department, meanwhile, says it is suing several federal agencies for civil rights abuses. Oregon Public Broadcasting's Conrad Wilson reports that state prosecutors plan to open a criminal investigation as well. In a statement, Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum says the escalation of fear and violence in downtown Portland is driven by federal law enforcement tactics and says she'll ask a federal judge to stop federal police from, quote, forcibly grabbing Oregonians off our streets. The pending lawsuit comes after OPB revealed federal agents detained peaceful protesters using unmarked vehicles with little explanation or indication of which agency they belong to or why people are being taken into custody. The World Health Organization reported a record increase in global coronavirus cases for the second day in a row yesterday. NPR's Jen Newman reports there were more than 259,000 new infections in 24 hours. The WHO says the most significant increases came from the U.S., Brazil, India, and South Africa. 
According to Johns Hopkins University data, cases worldwide now total more than 14 million. And globally, more than 600,000 people have died. Across the U.S., the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported more than 74,000 new coronavirus cases on Saturday, fueled by record or near-record cases in several states, including hard-hit Florida and Texas. Utah, Nebraska, and Iowa are among a handful of states that have not issued statewide policies for masks in public, despite the rise in infections over recent weeks. Jen Newman, NPR News. Leaders of European Union member states meeting for an unscheduled third day today to try to work out an agreement on a coronavirus recovery plan. The BBC's Gavin Gavin Lee reports that divisions remain over the total amount to be spent. After 25 hours of talks over two days, the leaders are clearly tired of negotiating the COVID-19 recovery plan and the €1 trillion long-term budget. The Dutch Prime Minister, Mark Rutte, confirmed that Angela Merkel and Emmanuel Macron left half an hour early in a grumpy breakout, he said. The main issue comes down to a key element of the recovery plan, 500 billion euros to be issued as grants to worst affected countries. The self-proclaimed frugal four, Sweden, Denmark, Austria and the Netherlands, plus Finland, are trying to lower that amount to 300 billion. Hungary, Poland and Slovakia are also opposing some of the conditions that come with the money. This is NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. I want to be really clear, Trump could absolutely win re-election, but he definitely has his work cut out for him. And Mary Trump made some stunning accusations that presidents need. Take a listen to this. I have to press you on it a little bit. Um, if, just to ask mm-hmm. if the president, um, if your uncle was an exception to that in your family, or if he, if you, if, if you, heard, you ever heard him express uh, either use anti-Semitic slurs or the N-word or other racist slurs or other sentiments like that. Was, was it, is, or do you mean this is, this is an ambient thing in your family, but you can't say that you ever heard it from him? Or did you hear it from him, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course I did. Um, and I, I don't think that should surprise anybody, given how virulently racist he is today. When you see something that is not right, not just, not fair. You have a moral obligation to say something, to do something. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Thank you so much and good morning, everyone. Here are the topics that we will be discussing today, July 19th, 2020, right here on the serious side. Is it possible we are less than 160 days from the 2020 election? Is there really and truly a path for Donald Trump to win re-election? Oh, I'm getting lightheaded thinking about it. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, a judge ruled that Mary Trump has the right to speak publicly about her new book on her famous uncle. Will this finally be the straw that breaks the Campbell's back? <laughs> we'll see. And remembering a legend, John Lewis, a civil rights pioneer, passed away this weekend. 
and we will reflect on his legacy during the final segment of the show. But as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me bring you in some of the very best people in the business. First up, let me bring in my big sis. She watches CNN, NBC, MSNBC. She trolls Facebook. She hangs out with Trump people to get their opinion. So you don't have to. You owe this lady a debt of gratitude. Let's bring her in. Good morning and welcome to Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa. Welcome into the serious side. How are you? Good morning, sweetheart. And you know what? Everything you said was true, except for y'all need to check on me when I'm out there with all them Trump people because I might come up missing. But yeah, you need to stop doing that. I don't know. I don't know why you keep doing that. But you know, whatever. I love it. I I know you do. (laughs) Make sure you tell us where you're at at all times when you hang out with those people. (laughs) But okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, the man who I call the educated brother. The man who brings knowledge every week. A man who I am so proud of. When I say I am proud, I am like a big brother beaming from ear to ear when I hear this man speak. Especially knowing his background back in the day in the early 80s. But anyway, well, I digress. Let's bring him in. The one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. Good morning, John. How you doing, man? Welcome into the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> But you know what? I... I... I, I will say this about both of us. Uh, <laughs> thank God we had we had our moments back then when we were. <laughs> yes, indeed. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, I tell you, man, I tell you what, you you have taken me there just with the words. That we hey, we done acted a fool in you. our day. Miss <laughs> Vanessa, we have acted a fool in our day. <laughs> Definitely, indeed. Uh, well, you know, and like I say, gl- glad to be here. It, it is always a special part of, of, of my day and, and week uh, to be part of the serious side. Miss Vanessa, good morning to you. I, I will say that Jay good left morning. out one thing. You are an avid traveler on top of That's all true. that list that, that he provided as well. And, and I'm looking forward to the day that I can retire and 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 get out and, and explore the country as well. Uh, good morning, Dr. Williams. Uh, hopefully we will hear her presence. Uh, Les, Jerome, and to my to my big brother, Jay, who is looking quite youthful. I don't know if y'all have seen him, but he done darkened up his beard, and he's looking... <laughs> you, hey... You're looking good. Ooh, I'm going to have to march out solo, dude. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, I'm going to march out solo, tell you what. He is looking like the J of the 80s and the 90s. Definitely. No, you didn't. Indeed. Look here, we're going to cut you off right now. Thank you very much, John. <laughs> Tell my secret. Oh, man, this portion of the show is brought to you by <laughs> Just for Men. Hair color <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yes, Thank you so much, brother. You know I love you to death, man. Oh, God. Likewise. Oh, man. And the man who really runs the show. The man who, when I say giving up the left rib and the right rib, he got it if he asked for it. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Well, good morning to you, sir. Um, good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Hulk. Good morning, Jerome and morning. Kathleen. We good morning. Good meet. morning. Kathleen, we stopped to me this morning at 3 o'clock and said she was not going to make it. She was working. 
So she reached out to me this morning to tell me that. And good morning, Mariana Music. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's early. Something's going on there. All right. Our dear friend, Jerome Esprit, uh, who I call the smartest man in the world, usually joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio. But until then, we hold it down. The number is 347-850-1272, Chat room should be open. You can participate there. We have a lot to get into this morning, a lot to get into. So without any further ado, I say we need to jump right into it because we have so much stuff and we have so little time, so much to talk about and so little time. So here's the first topic of the day. 538 came out with our presidential polling averages this week. They'll be updated every day from now through November, so go check them out. And it means we can finally get into all the fun about the electoral math. Joe Biden leads by around nine points in our national polling average, and that lead has been growing. Of course, national polls don't really matter, otherwise Hillary Clinton would have been president. But it's worth noting that such a large lead is unusual in politics these days. Clinton never led by more than about seven points, for example, and at this point in the 2008 race, Barack Obama led John McCain by around six points. So Trump needs to make a comeback, and there is plenty of time for that, and maybe also get some help from the Electoral College. The race is a bit tighter in the Midwest. We have Biden up by a more modest six points in Wisconsin and five points in Pennsylvania. Biden also can't necessarily take Minnesota for granted. Trump nearly won it in 2016, and there's been no polling there since the protests began in the state. But there are a lot of issues for Trump. He's behind by 10 in Michigan, and Biden is doing surprisingly well in Florida, ahead by seven points. If Biden were to win Florida, then he'd only need one state from that Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin group. Or Biden could lose all of those American states, but win Arizona, where our average has him up by four. So for the time being, no, I don't buy that we're going to have exactly the same map as in 2016. Instead, Trump is kind of fighting a two-front war, with problems in the Midwest on one hand, and then Arizona and Florida on the other hand. I want to be really clear, Trump could absolutely win re-election, but he definitely has his work cut out for him. So there it is. Trump can win re-election, but he has his work cut out for him, and that's the part that scares me. Let me start with you, Mr. Elias. Do you honestly think that this man can and will win re-election? You know something, Jay, anything is possible. And, and what, what they're doing in Florida, well, let me explain what they're doing in Florida. In Florida, they, uh, the Florida Supreme Court passed a law that says ex-felons, as long as they pay their debt and all this other stuff to society, they can vote in the election. That's a million votes going to whoever, right? Well, because the Republicans are who they are, they're saying that the, 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 uh, the, the uh, criminals, the, the ex-criminals have not paid their debt to society because they have not paid restitution and in and, the and form of money. So now they got to pay back their restitution to society before they allow them to vote. And the Supreme Court in Florida has held this up because they're saying, yeah, that's what we said. You got to pay your restitution to society. So with the gerrymandering of the district. Yes, this, this is actual. Look it up. I'm not, this is nothing I'm not, I'm not posting on my Facebook page. Um, so, um, with the rest, with that doing it, with the gerrymandering of the district, hey man, you know, anything is possible. Is they're not going to let people vote and whoever wins, wins. That's not the Republican way of doing things. They're going to gerrymander the district. They're going to, they're going to, you know, like in Asheville, North Carolina, what they do in Asheville, North Carolina is that 
No, the, the the districts that are heavy Democrat are pushed in Republican. If Republicans come out, say, if, if 10 people that vote Democrat, that one Republican vote is worth 10 of those votes. So they gerrymandered the district. So this is what they're doing. So anything is possible, man, anything. But they, they the Republicans will not let a honest election where whoever wins, win. But and also in the Democrats' favor, what they did, they, the Supreme Court passed it, said, that if you win the popular vote in a district, that's how, that's where that district has to go. So we'll see. All right, all right so okay, but 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 going back to my original question, do you think this guy can win re-election? I don't. I mean, there anything's possible, but do you honestly think deep down inside that he's going to win re-election? I don't think so. I not not with way and, and why is going that? On. Because of the, the pandemic, for one, people that that's fresh in people's minds because. For one, everybody, you know, a lot of people know he's racist. Hell, has he came out and said anything about John Lewis? Yeah, nah, he, 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 he sent out a tweet. Okay, he sent out a tweet. Okay. I, I didn't see He sent out a tweet, and, uh, well, yeah, but to hold that conversation, I want to definitely talk about that during that segment, because what he did, and, yeah, we'll talk about that then. So you think the guy can win real life? You, you don't think he can. You don't think he can. You think the pandemic no, think has played a major role in that, and so you think the, that's the one of the main reasons the why he's economy, not going to win real life. And why do you think they're trying to open the economy back up? Because the economy is playing a large role in that, too. People out of work are not getting no money coming in. That. You know, the pandemic has affected the economy. And that, everything that affects the economy, that's where people's money's lie, man. So, no, if that economy yeah. is bad and you got unemployment as high as it is, no, nah, it's, 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 he's not going to win. No. Yeah. And the thing is, just up until recently, Americans trusted him more with the economy, which I don't understand that, than Joe Biden. But there's a whole lot. Matter of fact, I saw it this morning uh, saying that now Americans are trusting Biden by a few points more with the economy. So we'll see. All right, uh, Vanessa, let's put all that uh, TV watching and all that research to uh, good good use here. Uh, Do you think this man can win re-election? And if you do... Then uh, tell me how, and you know, and give me your gut feeling whether you think he will do it or not. Well, you know what? I do believe that it is a fifty-fifty chance that Trump is going to win. Fifty-fifty. And let, wow. I do, I do, and let me tell you why. There's something mm. that he tweets all the time. He mm-hmm. tweets the silence. This is what he says in his tweet. The silent majority will win. He's saying the silent. He keeps saying the silent. He's talking about these white people and some of these black people that are not saying anything and they're going to vote for him. Let me tell you something. Bobby and I was listening to an AM talk show, and some man from Corpus was in some position that was high up. We were going to look it up. And he mm-hmm. said that Trump is not racist and that he has done this for the country and he has done this with uh, the economy. And this. I'm telling you, there are people, Hispanic and all, that are going to vote for Trump and they're not saying a word. Then you got these black people that are trifling and they're not going to get out there and vote, especially if it's raining. God forbid it rains in Houston on election day or anywhere else that it's a lot of black people, they're not going to get out there and vote. I am really scared. And I am 
really terrible that Trump does not get in. Yes, people are saying that they believe in, 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 in the economy with Trump. And yes, people are saying this and this. But let me tell you, they don't really care if he's a racist, if he can get this economy back up. They don't. The only thing that might hurt Trump is the pandemic. Nothing else is going to stick to him. Nothing else is going to stick to that oh, that man. Nothing other than this pandemic. That's the only thing that's going to stick to him. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, when you see bumper stickers and flags and when we go places and when we on Texas RV camping website, what they're saying, and they say no politics, you can tell the little niches that they're putting up in there, y'all. You can tell. And so it's a, it's a black camping website, and now they are on a website saying, don't go to this one because they're real racist. Don't go to this one because they don't like black people in there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that black people better get out and vote because if they stay home, Trump is going to win. It is. You better pray well, in no way. You better pray well, in no way. There's, there are new poll numbers are saying that his uh, approval rating is at a historical low. Let me, same question for you, Johnny. What do you think, man? Same questions, I should say. Well, unfortunately, uh, as, as the opening remarks indicated, uh, we we were saying the same thing back in 2016 that he didn't have a well starting in 15 where we were saying he didn't have a an opportunity to be the Republican nominee and then certainly in the election the the general election I don't think there's anyone who thought he was going to win but you got to put the Russian factor in there I think Russian just simply this week here showed their prowess when they was able to hack into the email mm. accounts of, uh, yeah. you know, President Obama yeah. and, and, and Joe Biden. I think that right there was an indicator that we can touch you anytime. Certainly Donald mm. Trump has done nothing to dissuade them from being able to help him because he benefits them the most. So you've always got an opportunity to do the rig election. Uh, I agree with what Ms. Vanessa was saying, this solid majority these this groups that's out there call themselves the Boogaloo Boys and the QAnons, you know, you've got to see that they've sworn loyalty to Donald Trump uh, through, through quote-unquote, their patriotism to the most unpatriotic individual that's probably ever held that office. So you've got the deception of, of the American people who, as we get closer to the elections and they pull those curtains and cast those ballots from... Uh, um, from home, and you got to think a lot of a lot of individuals will do so. Well, I, I know here in in this state here, uh, in one of the the, the uh, elections here for one of the state senate seats, you know, you had a, a person who was actually taking the the. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm having some issues with my ear. You had an individual who was who was honestly uh, taking the ballot. The, the write-in ballot and, and discarding them, and he was Republican candidate. So you've always got the mystery uh, of, of deception and, and, and thievery and debauchery. I think Donald Trump will certainly try to shore up his, his, his base with this continuously uh, racist, uh, divisive rhetoric. And, and don't be surprised at this right here. Uh, don't be surprised that he just decides that he's going to attack some some darker colored nation 
in order to engage in some type of war and conflict. You know, historically, presidents during, during the time of war generally fare pretty well because no one really wants to make a change. So I think he will do anything and everything that he possibly can. Uh, now, realistically, do I think that he can win given everything that's fair and above the board? No. I think that, that, that his fate is still. But again, you got the deception. Uh, I, I think Russia sent a strong message this week here. And then also with them trying to steal the vaccination. So, you know, you, 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 he, that's his ally. But uh, I, 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 I pray every day, I pray every day that America, this nightmare will end in, in, in November. And then, of course, in January, when, when those intelligence agencies, you know, FBI's, all the individuals who he's talked so, so harsh about and denied their legitimacy, I think they will, I think they will storm the White House and throw him out on the lawn as soon as January the 20th come, and that right there would be my prayer. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, and if you are on the West Coast, it is at 11. I mean, sorry, it's 7 o'clock early morning rise if you want to hang out with us over there. So, um, so, so you guys, so everyone thinks that there's no way Donald Trump can uh, can can win. Well, there's a way, but no, all the I indicators are telling us uh, all the indicators are telling us that he's not going to win re-election. But you're saying that there's a possibility. Anything's possible because when you look at the polls back in 2016, you know we thought that basically it was a done deal. Matter of fact. Uh, he didn't even think, he didn't even have a dang old speech ready to uh, to accept the uh, to you know uh, in the, in the uh, victory speech. He didn't have anything ready because he was doing this for publicity. I told you guys a long time ago uh, that this guy this was a publicity stunt for him just to get his name out there, and this will probably be his worst nightmare running for president because I think that he thought he can get in and use the public to you know get his brand, get his name to, you know, get it up high and people can really look at, you know, Trump and think Trump this, Trump that. I really think he stepped in at this time. And I think at the end of the day, um, he's going to be in a bad, bad, bad spot. All right. The Lincoln Project, a group of Republicans who have said that they are out to make sure that Donald Trump is not reelected in November, putting are putting their resources all their money, their efforts behind trying to get Joe Biden elected to become the next president of the United States. And when one of the when the founder, one of the co-founders of the group, was interviewed on MSNBC this past week, Craig Melvin asked the guy a simple question, a question that I had on my mind. Well, you know, you guys make, you know, strange bedfellows with Democrats. What happens if, you know, Let's say that Biden wins the election in January. What happens to the Lincoln Project? And the guy said, listen, he said, the bottom line is that we're gone. It's a done deal. You can't go back now. Our goal is to go after every Republican who put party before country. We're going to shut them down because we may have some issues, you know, from, you know, from a, uh, you know, Republican, right, left, center, conservative. But God dang it, we love this country. And no one is a foe. We don't look at Democrats as being a foe to the nation. We just don't agree on policy. But at the end of the day, we're Americans. And they said they are gone. 
They're not going back. They're going after Joni Ernst and all these Republicans who stuck their, behind, their face so far up Donald Trump's behind. They are out to get these people. And so we're going to form an unofficial partnership with the Lincoln Project, and we're going to start. They have a thing that they do called story time. And so what we're going to do is every Sunday morning during the segment, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, we're going to play an episode of Storytime from the Lincoln Project. We'll continue to do it as long as they produce them. So here's this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back on the other side. You are listening to the serious side. We have a call in queue. We'll get that person on the air on the other side. You're listening to the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Good evening, Donald, and welcome to the Story Hour, brought to you by the Lincoln Project. Tonight on Story Hour, we'll offer a brief reading of your niece Mary Trump's new book, Too Much and Never Enough. Oh, you know what book it is, Donald. You tried your very best to stop her from writing it. Donald today... As much as he was at three years old, incapable of growing, learning, or evolving, unable to regulate his emotions, moderate his responses, and synthesize information. Donald's need for affirmation is so great, he doesn't seem to notice that the largest groups of his supporters are people he wouldn't condescend to be seen with outside of a rally. His deep-seated insecurities have created in him a black hole of need that constantly requires the light of compliments that disappears as soon as he's soaked it all in. This is far beyond garden variety narcissism. Donald is not simply weak. His ego is a fragile thing that must be bolstered every moment because he knows deep down he is nothing of what he claims to be. See, Donald? One hand. Join us again tomorrow night for another edition of Story Hour, brought to you by The Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the call-in number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It is best. You can participate in the conversation if you like. You can either call us at the number that I give 15,000 times during the show, or you can uh, hang out in the world-famous chat room, or you can hang out on the social media sites that we uh, monitor throughout the course of the show. And if you have res- comments that are respectful and... Uh, you know, I'll read them on the air. 
I will read them on the air during that segment, Chatterbox, which comes up in about 90 minutes or so. Let's get out to the phone lines, 347-850-1272. Let's bring in Steve. What's going on, Steve? Good morning. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Serious Side, man. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, everybody. Can you hear me with high accuracy? Absolutely. Yeah. What's going on, man? Okay. All right, sir. So as far as uh, Donald Trump winning, yeah, he does. But to me, right now, the powers that be want to destroy the economy um, with debt. Uh, there's going to be more and more and more and more packages coming for COVID-19. Uh, Trump can easily, uh, uh, and he keeps, remember, he kept bragging about fast-tracking that vaccine. That vaccine could come out at the end of the year and just totally destroy his campaign and people start dying, which I predict this is a psychological operation to scare people into taking that vaccine. Um, and uh, remember, folks, I believe these airborne viruses, uh, they don't even exist. Uh, even in Chinese medicine, air- airborne viruses don't exist. But that's something that you've, American people have to research and find out about. Everything goes through the immune system. The immune system needs 90 nutrients. And if they if it doesn't work out, uh, your immune system is going to fail you. But um, I believe that the powers that be, some of them like Trump because they, you know, trillion dollar powers. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about they operate outside the law, folks. Everything from the mafia. Remember back in the 20s and 30s, the police captain in New York City was paid off by the mafia so they could commit crimes and get away with it. Same type of situation today, you know. It's just it's, it's people operate outside the system, and they love Donald Trump as a distraction. They love Donald Trump as degrading the office of the presidency. That they love that type of stuff. So keep you guys distracted while, you know, it could be Israel or November surprise. What's going to happen in November? There's going to be some surprise somewhere. It could be Israel and Iran. It could be North Korea. There's going to be a surprise somewhere. I just don't know where it's coming from. But uh, the COVID-19, the debt levels keep driving up, the economy, I mean, people getting evicted out of their apartments, uh, the COVID-19, I mean, it, it's it's just, it doesn't look good for them at all. But at yeah. the same time, I, I think the Democrat and the Republican Party, I would like to get rid of both parties uh, uh, because... The name brands is just not working. We need people to start doing some research before they go out there and vote in these local, state, and federal elections instead of just voting name brand, party brand. And that's just my opinion on that. But ladies and gentlemen, do your research. Uh, Make sure you stay strong and and, and stop warning about this COVID-19. It's more of a psychological operation, in in my my opinion. These guys are are major powers and, and they they rule by muscle, it, it, you know. You right. saw what happened to JFK. You, you start telling the truth, you might end up getting a bullet in your head. I mean, that's just that's just the way Steve comes at it. But guys, right, yeah, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Hey man, you're the man. Appreciate you calling in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Skin to our second topic of the morning. Trump went to Georgia to spruik his infrastructure policy. America's infrastructure will be the envy of the entire world. His supporters seemed to have got the message about masks, but his niece had a very different message for her powerful uncle. Resign. 
A court dismissed a case brought by the president's other relatives, leaving Mary Trump free to release her book and talk about growing up with Uncle Donald. He is utterly incapable of leading this country. And it's dangerous to allow him to do so. Well, 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 Mary, Mary, quite contrary. That was Mary Trump uh, this past week when she had an interview with George Stephanopoulos, and she also uh, appeared on the Rachel Maddow show saying that her uncle is a so- is a sociopath, and this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You know, Vanessa, when I watched that interview, I was like, what will it take for people to wake up and smell the coffee? What will it take? Here is his niece, who looks like him. She favors him. Has his last name. She quoted his sister, Donald Trump's sister, saying, nobody's going to vote that fool in the office. Are you serious? And here we are three years later, and he's been the president screwing this country up. People are unemployed. Folks are dead because of the decisions that this maniac has made. Not only because of the decisions that he has made. But look at the fact that his enablers, the Republicans, sat back and watched it. They should have impeached that fool a long time ago. We wouldn't have 100, over 140,000 Americans dead from this virus. That's for damn sure. So do you think Mary Trump's book, because there's a lot of books that have come out, and every book that came out, people were like, oh, this is it, this is it. Now Mary Trump has put a book out there saying, guess what? He's a, soci- he's a sociopath. He is unable to run this country. He has flaunted all the businesses. He is horrible. Do you think that this will finally be the straw? Let me rephrase the question. Will this have the same effect on the election that Jim Comey's uh, report in August had on Hillary Clinton when he put this thing out saying, oh, we're going to investigate her for her emails, but wait a minute, we didn't find any wrongdoings, but she shouldn't have done it. Do you think it will have that type of effect, Vanessa, on the electric? No. no. You don't think so? No. no. Wow. You, you no. know what? You know what? They Teflon Don, huh? Teflon Don. Nothing, I think Les said this before, nothing sticks to him. It like bounces off of him. Easy. 
why people, I'm sorry I don't have this calm voice this morning, Johnny B. I'm sorry. But when you start talking about Buddy and this man that put people's 401k account back where it was, or almost was, I don't get it. I don't get how he can do that. I don't get how people are following him so much and believe in him so much that they're putting money back into certain aspects of the economy. But it's happening, Jay. It is happening. And people, as long as people's money is right, them folks don't vote for him. Them folks don't vote for him because it's about money over morals. I'm pet with this country right now. Money over morals. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're going to be prayed up and hope it don't rain because this man self bounces off of him. And I sit here and read his nasty tweets. He ain't said nothing about COVID-19. And whoever was just on the show said that it was like made up and the media was typing it. Whoever that man was that was just on the show, please, my sister had COVID. The other lady on this show had COVID. Don't tell me my stuff is, is hyped up. No, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Because it's not hyped up, it's real. So, you know, I'm just saying, it's, no, it ain't going to definitely, none of this going to fix it. None of it. None of it. You better watch the right Yeah. Now. It's interesting because I have friends who actually think, think that anything that's on Facebook is the law. And, I, you know, and every time he comes over here with this stuff, I'm like, man, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you about that. I mean that's that's that, that's mis <laughs> that, that is a ground that's fertile for misinformation, and you know and that's what Russia, you know that's what you know a lot of the investigations panned out that Russia was you know making up these fake websites, fake Facebook pages, and had people all up in arms and just gullible, just dumb, just dumb, just dumb. Yeah, dumb, and dumb. they out there doing this stuff, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Jay, they're out there real quick. They're out there doing this stuff like TikTok. And this stuff like where will I be in twenty years, and if I'm gonna be married, and all of that. Do you know all that stuff goes back to China, and China is filtering all of this stuff to Russia. People better stop. Because they're getting your contacts when you go put that stuff in, and they're getting your contacts to play those stupid. Oh Lord Jesus. Okay. Mm, I digress. Yeah. I know you have. That's all right. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. All right, uh, Johnny D. Question for you, man. Do you think that this book? will finally make an impact. Do you think it'll have the same impact that, you know, the James uh, Comey press conference? I think he gave a press conference, did he not? Talking about that we didn't find anything guilty, but, you know, the, we didn't find any, you know, uh, any wrongdoings by the Clinton campaign, but they shouldn't have done it. And a lot of people are saying, you know, that was really, that really tanked the election for Hillary Clinton. Uh, I have my thoughts, but you know, I've digressed. So what do you think, man? You think this book will have an impact on people who are going to the polls in less than 160 days from now? I, I don't think so. Uh, matter of fact, I've, you know, I've, I've looked at a couple of news uh, reels from Mary Trump, and you know, by her her surname being Trump, that that bodes and speaks uh, volumes. Um, you know, where was she in 2015 and 2016 and 2017? So I think that she's no more than an opportunist. Uh, do I think that she's legitimate in, in, wow. in, in her authoring, in her writing? Uh, any, anyone can tell that, that, that uh, he's over his head. Anyone can tell that he's a racist. So she hasn't really dignified uh, anything that I've been told course I'm not going to be a, a person 
who's going to look for this to be on open uh, book of the month club because I don't think that this is going to be favorable reading. Uh, but wait a minute, let me ask you something. Let, let, me, let me ask you something before you go any further. Because you, you said yes, something sir. that was interesting. You said that you think she's an opportunist. You sound like the Trump White House. Here's my question for you, though. And 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 here's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, you said why didn't she come out earlier? And you know, she kind of explained that. She said, well, she, she didn't want the publicity. She didn't want any of that. And she said, but you know, when he won re-election, I mean, when he won, when he won the election, she said, oh my God, maybe I should have said something. I mean, do you put yourself out? You know, this is the thing I think people need to understand. Do you put yourself out there publicly? Because just like Barack Obama in the Obama administration, remember, a lot of people were saying that the Obama administration should have really made more noise about the Russia situation, even though they did go to Congress and Congress kind of shut that down. But they said, you know, we're not going to worry about it because all indicators are he's not going to win. So why even stir up a hornet's nest when he's not going to win? And she was thinking the same thing. Here we are, he won. So now she's saying, okay, let me do my civic duty this time around. And let me put this out there because we cannot have this man do another four years. And the fact that she is a relative, you don't think that gives us just a little bit more weight versus, you know, a retired general or ex-member of the cabinet who people can write off as being disgruntled? You don't really think it has a little bit more juice than that? Well, I, I will say this right here. She's probably more accurate in her description uh, in regards to the grandfather and the relationship towards the father because that's been a, 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 a financial impact. That's something that you live with every single day to see how this this one was favored more so than that one. So I think that that's going to be legitimate. Again, not having read the book, so I can't go tit for tat. Uh, I will go back to 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 President Obama. Uh, I, I think that he would have been at a loss, to be quite honest with you. I, I you know, regardless of the fact America was divided, then Donald Trump was already starting his 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 divisiveness and his rhetoric, uh, trying to divide America, black white. Uh, you know, he had already attacked the, the, our Arab brothers. He had already attacked our Hispanic brothers. So if President Obama had come out then, then that only would have fueled the fire. I think that uh, at that time, Hillary Clinton was real confident and didn't feel like she needed uh, President Obama until until the very end. Okay, so and then you think about all the Democrats that tried to separate themselves uh, from President Obama in, in, in 2012 and 13 and 14 and, and, and things of that nature right there. So I think he played that one correct. Uh, as far as, you know, Mary Trump, I, I you know, I'm, I'm certain that her her characterization of, of, of this reprobate is 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 on point. However, I don't think there's going to have an impact on the election because we already see it every day. We know who he is, you know. I mean, so, yeah, she says back and says, you know, that, that, they, that their family frequently use, you know, the, the, the N-word. Well, look, yeah. at, look at what he does. I mean, there's no one who is surprised, okay? So I, okay. I, I, I truly believe that, uh, you know, John Bolton's book, which was incriminating, which was factual. We don't even talk about that a month later, do we? 
But wait a minute, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because to me, if anyone can be classified as a straight-up opportunist, was John Bolton because he was asked oh, to agree. come and appear I in agree. front of Congress, and he declined to do that because he had a book coming out. Jay, I, I, I will agree, but think about this right here. In his book, okay. he wasn't talking about a character. He wasn't talking about family secrets. He was talking about a person who was committing treason. And we don't even yeah. talk about it anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, So I that, agree. that should be more lot. pressing to the Americans where, you know, we, we should be up in arms. And then last week when, when we took five, and, and we talked about this guy knowingly, knowingly knew that Russia was hiring and paying the Taliban and Afghanistanian soldiers to kill Americans, and nobody's talking about that. So I, 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 I'll give her this month here. She, she, she may be the flavor of the month, but in, in two weeks when you've got another forty or 50,000 people who died because of COVID, and then Donald Trump will, will, will be increasing his, his extremist um, uh, rhetoric. When Donald Trump will be sending federal federal uh, employees out to, to bash and beat up on, on civilian folks. When Donald Trump will be sitting up there talking about, you know, he's going to throw some more money to the economy. Her book will be lost in all of the hysteria. Because, again, every day is a different size a different story with this client. Well, wow, wow, wow. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best 10 minutes before the top of the hour. And, Mr. Elias, let me get your comments. Um, so, you know, Johnny D. brought up a good point about being maybe the flavor of the month. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think this book is getting as much as attention, much attention as any of the other previous publications. I mean, you've seen a couple of interviews. Rachel Maddow had her on her show, and it was the most watched show in the Maddow show history. Uh, over five million view- viewers watched that show uh, with Mary Trump. So I think Americans are tuning in. But you know, the million dollar question is: Do you think it's going to have an impact? Where people are going to say, you know what, maybe he is a soci- you know, sociopath. Maybe he is someone. Because she kind of lays it out in this thing and talks about how people in his family were saying he's an idiot and he doesn't know what he's doing. That he's blow- he blew his daddy's money. Everything Trump has said to us, he's, he's a liar. He's a front man. It's all smoke and mirrors. So you don't th- do you think this book is going to have an impact on the election? And people are going to say, you know what? Everything she's saying, she's just validating everything that we've seen so far in these three and a half years while he's been president. What say you? Well, Zay, um, it's not going to affect his supporters. That's for damn sure. I mean, if you look at Easy Rider, he, they say the same thing about anybody that comes out and says something against Trump. The same thing. They're wacky. They're crazy. They're nuts. If you believe them, they're, they're nuts. Look, man. I was always taught if somebody, if, if two people tell you the same thing about yourself, it's the truth. How many people had to come out and tell you the same thing over and over and over and over again about this guy? This is what they do, and and, and it's not going to affect them. Easy, if you look at the chat room, not easy is in there protecting him 
talking about how racist we are and all the rest of it. So it, 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 it boggles my mind that Easy cannot see that this clown is a racist, that he is as racist as they get. He protects the Klan. He protects, you know, it, it, it's, it's not going to make a difference, Jay. It's not. It's not going to make a difference. It's not telling anything different than any other book that has been out about this clown has said. Nothing. Yeah, but, you know, once again, people can look at these other books and say, oh, they just mad because the president didn't do what what he wanted them to do, or, you know, they're disgruntled. Here's a family member. She didn't have, well, I guess they can come back and say, well, maybe she felt she was cheated out of an inheritance. Maybe that could be her angle. I don't know. so I'm going to an excuse for this guy. There's always an excuse for him. Like when he said there were fine people in Charlotte. How do you call the Klan members fine people? Please explain that. Oh, well, look, well, look what he's doing now. I mean, look at the yeah, fact <clears throat> excuse me, that he's protecting, you know, Confederate statues saying it's a figure of speech. Yeah. I mean, I mean this this guy, I mean, you're talking about blowing the racial sound, you know, foghorns. Man, this dude here, wow. I mean, no shame in his game at all. <laughs> and he said, Easy said, clans, come on, reach for the stars. He protected those people. Easy, you can sit here and tell me that the people, and he didn't say they're very fine people in Charlotte, Charlottesville. And those were the clan members. Those were clan members in Charlottesville. Get your head out your ass sometime, Easy. Really. It, it just gets old after a while. You have to deal with that kind of nonsense, man. You just need to get your head out your ass and really look at what he said. He said they're very fine people on both sides. How are the clan members very fine, fine, fine people? Do you want to know why I call you racist? Ta-da! Now you should see it. Now you should see it. Mr. Elias performing magic tricks on a Sunday morning. 347-850-1272. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Wow, interesting. All right, you know what time it is. It's time for after the break where I asked our panelists a question. Give them the break to think about their response. Then they have 90 seconds on the other side to answer the damn question. And here's this week's question. Kanye West has announced that he's running for president. Do you honestly and truly think that Kanye West can have an impact on the upcoming election? Can he steal enough of the votes that... (laughs) trying to get through without laughing and you guys are just giggling all of that. Okay. Do you think he can steal enough of the votes to have an impact on the 2020 election? That's right. President West, Kanye West, has thrown his hat into the mix and he's asking people to support him. There it is. That's the QOD. QOD. That is the question after the break. Question after the break. I can't wait to get responses from people on this show. That's it. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Ross Show. Lewis. 
He always got back up and never quit. Surrounded and assaulted by hate, he rejected violence and embraced love. For over half a century, he showed us the true meaning of courage and dignity. Today, America is in another crisis and a new wave of hate is once again embraced by the powerful to hold on to their power. In the days ahead, let us be guided by the courage of John Lewis. He never quit. He always got up. He knew a better day belonged to those who had the courage to act. Now it's our turn. We must say, wake up, America, wake up, for we cannot stop, and we will not and cannot be patient. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising.
really clear, Trump could absolutely win re-election, but he definitely has his work cut out for him. And Mary Trump made some stunning accusations that presidents need. Take a listen to this. I have to press you on it a little bit. Um, if, just to ask if the president, um, if your uncle was an exception to that in your family, or if he, if you, if, if you, heard, you ever heard him express uh, either use anti-Semitic slurs or the N-word or other racist slurs or other sentiments like that, was was it, or do you mean this is an ambient thing in your family, but you can't say that you ever heard it from him, or did you hear it from him too? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course I did. Um, and I, I don't think that should surprise anybody given how virulently racist he is today. Welcome back here, 347 If you just tuned in, those are the things that we've talked about so far. But don't worry, we have another set to talk about, and it's probably the most important segment of the show. Now, probably it is the most important segment. But as we always do at this time, let's say hello to our panelists. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and I'm glad to be here. Glad that you're here as well. Stay out of Trump country. Uh, the educated brother himself, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. Man, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I am blessed and uh, in, enjoying the conversation and the dialogue and the fellowship. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here. Ditto. And the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, Hawk. Good morning, Vanessa. And good morning, Kathleen. All right, there you go. Good morning. All right, so, uh, Ms. Delias, can we say uh, hello to the people in the chat, or are they on punishment as usual? No, we got uh, Covina Man, uh, Rich Sisters in there with us. Covina Man. And, you know, oh, we got Rich Sisters in the house. Oh, yeah, Jackie's we got, in the we house. Got, and who else? The, the, the very racist. Hey, and also, Marianne and Music, that was Satisfy You by Will Downing. Thank you so much for that, Miss Billy. Mm-hmm. I want to say what's up to the pastor who's always tuned in. What's happening, brother? How you doing? God bless you and your family. Hope you guys are safe. Jeanette, what's going on, Jeanette? Then there's a Janet. Hey, then there's a Janice. The J's, Triple J's. What's going on, ladies? <laughs> Good morning to you all. Fred, Paul. Justin, there's another Jay. Wow, Jay's ruling today. Huh? I love it. Uh, Jamika, there, wow, there's another Jay. There's a Paulie, a Paula, Terry, Ricky, a lot of people listening. Thank you so much. And of course, leave those comments. We'll read them during the Chatterbox section of the show, which is coming up here within the next 30 minutes or so. It's uh, three minutes after the top of the hour. If you're just tuning in, Kathleen Williams is not here. She is. She is off this morning, so apparently is our main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit, so we'll fill his time. Uh, only needs to basis usually comes up after Chatterbox, but you know we have plenty to talk about. So now, 
We appreciate you tuning in. We love you. We love you. We love you. So now it is time for after the break. The question, I mean, the answer is part of the after the break where we asked our uh, panelists a question before the break and they get their response after the break. Now, before I go any further, Vanessa sent me something saying that Kanye pulled out. I don't see anything saying that he's pulled out. So if he has, I haven't seen it. So we're going to continue to march until I get the official word from a reputable news source. So now the question is, before the break I asked, Kanye West has announced that he is running for president. As a matter of fact, it looks like he's trying to have his first campaign event here real soon. So do you think, now we're operating on the assumption that he's still in, even though Vanessa just said he's out. But let's just say that he's in until we get the official uh, notification. Do you think that this guy can have an impact on the uh, upcoming presidential election? Vanessa, you have 90 seconds. Go. No. I do not. None. That was one Zilch. Second. None. He is doing it in order to pull votes from black people to go to him versus going to Biden. Because there are some people that don't like Trump and some people that don't like Biden. So they'll vote for an idiot like him. And I'm Googling it as we're going on, but I heard it from a reputable source. I'm going to give it to you. So, anyway. okay. No. So you 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 know, okay. So you but you just said that he uh, he's going to pull votes from Biden. So you don't think he's going to pull enough votes from Biden that will have an impact on the upcoming race? Because people were saying, hey, you know, that Jill Stein and some of those up not Jill Stein, but some of those people who were running uh, last time. Uh, really threw a monkey wrench and took votes from Hillary Clinton. So you, you're saying that it's not going to happen. All right. All right. I'm with you. Okay. All right, Johnny D, man. You're on the clock, brother. Do you think Kanye West running for president, do you think that it will have an impact on the upcoming election? What say you? Well, first and foremost, it doesn't appear that he is filed any paperwork with the Federal Election Commission. So at this point in time, he's he's just as much hype as his hype man, Donald Trump, in the fact that <laughs> did, didn't he just have the album release or something yeah. to that effect? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I saw it. that kind of coincided with this big announcement, correct? Uh, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know how to keep up with Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, it did. I think when they said that he announced that right there, he was going to be dropping a, a, a single or or, uh, okay. or or album or, or something. You know, I'm old, so yeah. I'm still talking about albums. But uh, no, it I, I don't think he's going to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I I don't think that it, it, it's legitimate, uh, and it appears that all he can really look at is independent uh, filing as an independent or or Republican at this point and he hasn't filed so no it's not going to impact the election I think that that was just just mere hype for himself mm, wow did that with 15 seconds left okay alright Mr. Elias what about you man do you think that uh, Kanye West uh, him entering into the presidential race do you think it will have an impact on the outcome, with the with with, with the younger people, I, I believe it would, Jay. I do believe it would. Really, the younger younger voters? Yes, I do. 
Because uh, Chance the Rapper out of, out of Chicago is back in Kanye West, too. Uh, you know, so, he just lost all credibility with me. I'm, 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 I'm just done. telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm just done. telling you with the younger voters. Dude, I, I watch stuff on YouTube. When they walk up to I'm a voter and, they, and walk up to people and they ask them, well, and they'll <laughs> ask them just simple political questions. And these people oh, like we asked, president, like we asked uh, uh, Princess Audie, you the vice president was, she can tell us yeah, that, that type of situation. Yeah, that, yeah. that kind of, and these people don't know any policies or anything, man. And it it it, 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 it would it would shock it wouldn't shock me if he if he pulled enough votes to to, to do some damage. That you know we're looking at it from our eyes, but the younger voters. That's what they, they they look at TV stars and reality stars, man, and people in music and stuff like that. That's who they vote. That's why everybody's talking about that Oprah runs for president. I'm like, why is Oprah qualified to run for president? No. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Well, yeah, you know, but okay. you know. Forbes, Forbes News, and Harper's Bazaar, a very reputable company, and that's where I got it from. All right, Ms. Delia, she just knows your last 10 seconds. I'm sorry about that, sir. You can't talk anymore. All right, so that's it for this edition of After the Break. Well, you well, you, yes, you stole did. his time, so there you go. All right, so anyway, you stole Mr. Elias in 10 seconds. All right, it's gone. All right, so that's it after the break. So Vanessa's saying that he's not in the race, uh, but, you know, it was just a fun yeah, question to ask me. This guy, is, his, his family thinks that he's unstable. He's just unstable. He's playing a campaign rally. He's planning a campaign Yeah, he's planning one in South Carolina. Yeah, this guy is. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Like President Obama said about him, you know, this guy is an idiot. Yeah. Right. It's time for the third and final topic of the morning. John Lewis devoted his life to the fight for justice and equality. With something deep down within me, moving me, that... I could no longer be satisfied or go along with an evil system. The son of rural Alabama sharecroppers, Lewis was inspired as a teenager by the activism of Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. He joined the civil rights movement in its early days, the sit-ins and freedom rides, often facing arrest and violent opposition. Segregation was the order of the day. There was a tremendous amount of fear. And I wanted to do something about it. We wanted to redeem the soul of America, and move toward a more perfect union. He became the leader of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee and helped organize the historic March on Washington. I have a dream today. Lewis spoke that day, too. He was 23. We do not want our freedom gradually, but we want to be free now. And he was among the leaders who met that day with President John F. Kennedy. I was not concerned about uh, making history. I just wanted to change things. On March 7, 1965, in Selma, Alabama, he did both. We're marching today to dramatize to the nation. Leading a peaceful march for voting rights, Lewis and others were attacked by state troopers wielding clubs and tear gas. It became known as Bloody Sunday. Lewis suffered a fractured skull. I lost consciousness. Fifty years later, I don't recall how I made it back across that bridge. Televised images of the violence that day galvanized the nation. 
spurring passage of the Voting Rights Act, signed into law just five months later. John Lewis was there too. I'm John Lewis from the Vote Education Project. He worked tirelessly to turn hard-won voting rights into political power. Too many people, too many black people died in this state for the right to register and the right to vote. He helped run volunteer programs for President Carter and in 1986 was elected to Congress from Georgia. Thank you. He served more than 30 years, an enduring symbol and a tireless advocate for social justice. Let us vote. We came here to do our job. We came here to work. A leading voice and a moral beacon, John Lewis was known as the conscience of Congress. We lost a great American uh, by the passing of John Lewis. Let me start off with you, Johnny D. When we reflect on this man's legacy and what type of impact that he had on American society today, what are your thoughts when it comes to uh, Representative uh, Lewis? You know, Jay, I'll tell you, uh, that, that was an era where we have lost Beacon um, that 1960s uh, was was a, a time in which I was born, and, and I always say that our generation is really the the last of the civil rights generation. Even though you know I, I wasn't old enough to go to, to school at the time, still I was born in, in a time of, of segregated school systems uh, prior to me starting. And, and when I think about the this year, 2020, um, you know, in March, we lost uh, Joseph Lowry, uh, Dr. Joseph Lowry, and uh, yep. Dr. C.C. Vivens, and, 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 and uh, John Lewis, uh, you know, Representative John Lewis, and these were men who was out there on the front line, and I, I guess when, when I think about his, his legacy uh, being as young as he was, um, and as, as well as Dr. King, I mean, to think that he started that movement at 26. So, you know, when, when I see some of the young people out there now, uh, you know, on, on television and they talking, um, I, I'm looking for more substance than, than and, and, and the ability to sustain the movement. Uh, because right now we're in a similar time frame, although I think we all would have to acknowledge the fact that you know, things have gotten better for African-Americans and, and minorities as a whole in, in America, but we still have a long way to go, so we can't settle for that. So I understand the power of young people. You know, I, I can only imagine that, that those World War II veterans, when they start seeing Dr. King and, and, and um, Representative Lewis, who, of course, wasn't represented at that time, being so young and being so fiery, you know, out there on the front line, uh, they have making change. That's what we're seeing today. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about who's going to be that next leader. And I hope that what they do is, is take opportunities to learn from those, those individuals like Reverend C.T. C. T. Vivian, who is, was much older than them. So what I say to our young people that's out there, that's in the struggle now, that's in the streets, uh, whether you be with the Black Lives Matters movement or, or the, 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 the new Black Panther Party or, or whatever group or some of our 
elected officials know that there is a legacy and a pain that our generation, even though I do say that that we are the last generation of conformists, okay? Um, I like to say uh, week to week, you know, we, we took the ideologies of our parents who was raised up in segregation where they couldn't use certain water fountains and, and we saw a, a ideology of America painted, you know, with with, 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 with a dog and a picket fence and and, and, and that lifestyle, and, and we took that and we said that, okay, that's what America is to us. And now we have a generation that we have birthed that don't believe in what we believe in, but yet we still have value, young ones, okay? But, you know, as, as, as a person who is maturing in, in my age, and when I look back, you know, and um, I'm, I'm very optimistic because what I, what I see... I said, you know, we got some young ones coming, and they're a little fiery, and I think that this is the greatest generation, but they can't, as, as we didn't. We didn't turn our backs. We valued the John Lewis's, and you think about his nearly 60-some years on the front line, and the fact that he had the opportunity to defy uh, this this individual who is in Washington now and then you know the last photographs uh, some of the last photographs that you remember seeing is, is him standing there as, as, as a real feeble man standing there in front of the White House on that Black Lives Matter I can only imagine how much progress that he has seen since going across the Pettit Bridge getting his skull cracked and leading you know the state of Georgia for nearly what 35 years, you know, he served in, oh, in the House of Representatives, make, making changes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, and, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it was, what, 1986, 80. 1986. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah. city council is when, 1981, he was elected as mm-hmm. city council. So this is a guy right. who has been serving for a long period of time, and we have to honor him. And like I say, don't, we can't forget um, uh, C.T. Vivens and then also Joseph Lowry, who, who passed in March. So, it is a great day, a sad day, uh, but also a day in which we need to sit back and, and relish in because, you know, as our, as our civil rights leaders, you know, uh, I, I was looking at television yesterday and they showed Andrew Young and they showed Jesse Jackson and I just saw the age on these men. You understand what I'm saying? I saw yeah. the age on them. I, 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 you know, I, I saw they, 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 they tongues not as sharp as it used to be. So now it's time right. for us to step up, and it's time for the new generation mm-hmm. to step up. So God bless him, and uh, like I say, thank him for his service. Yeah, well, good stuff, uh, Vanessa. Um, losing John, you know, we lost Elijah Cummings uh, this past summer, um, and they used to tease each other because they, people would always get him confused. Uh, because they look so much alike, but you know we lost a legend. And um, when you go back and look at a lot of the uh, clips from, he was 23 when he jumped into this thing, you know, and getting beat down the way they did. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing to, to uh, have nothing but respect for that man. What say you in regards to the death of uh, Congressman uh, John Lewis? I think we lost a soldier. I think that when they said he called Martin Luther King or sent him a letter, and Martin Luther King um, responded back to him and said, come on board, I thought he was like 17 or 18 years old. 
just sitting back, and then he was in his 20s, I guess, when he really got active. But, you know, it was meant for him to be here because he got hit, and his skull was, was broken, and he got hit in the head. So for this man to live through that, and then they say when he's walking different places, he still be able to feel that hit in his head. You know, they said he was just such a real person, that he was such a legend, that people just wanted to walk up to him and shake his hand because, you know, he marched with King and he's been there for Selma and all of it. So, you know, just to listen to um, what other people have had to say about him and about his life and how much he's given to us and how much he's helped us. You know, I hope that we have some people that continue the fight on like he did. So condolences to the family and condolences to the world because we did lose a legend. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that uh, Donald Trump put out a just this, you know, standard message, and, and, and I'm going to try to find it here and read it, uh, what he said uh, in regards to uh, his death. And then he flew the he – lo- he ordered the flags – uh, at half mass for the remainder of the day. You get up this morning, the flags are back at full staff. I mean, what the hell is that all about? Are you serious? I mean, this is the type of nonsense. He has made a mockery of the American presidency. And, oh, my God. So so let me see, can I find a statement on what he said about John Lewis? And, um, Mr. Elias, uh, your thoughts on this civil rights icon, pioneer of the movement? Well, you know, some say he, he, he's, he's one of the reasons that I, that I get out and vote on every, in every election. He paid the price for me to get out and vote. And for those who say, you know, I don't want to hear that. I, I've heard this in the barbershop many times that somebody paid the ultimate price. Well, this man paid the ultimate price for me to get out and vote. And I, I've met John Lewis once in Washington, D.C. because he's my frat brother. And he was at oh, wow. our 100-year anniversary. So. You know, that man, that man, uh, uh, you know, a giant among men, man. And I can remember in 86 when he got elected and uh, Don D.C. Curry was making jokes about him. But that's who John Lewis was because he was like he ran against Julian Bond and he beat Julian Bond. And he said Julian Bond was so smooth. And, and, and he said and, and John, John got up there and it's just this regular suit. And he was just, he, he wasn't no, no, no glamour guy. He was just a man that was going to be a hard worker. And that's who he was, man. You know, and just, um, you know, just an unbelievable giant, man. You know, the brother, the brother was, he was a deep brother, man. He fought for his, he fought for his people. He fought the good fight, man. So you can't take that away from him. And, and I was proud to have, have, have this message, man, once, man. And it, it was unbelievable. John Lewis was a giant, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He, you know, how many of us at, at a young age that are that aware of our surroundings and that aware of what's going on? At 18, I know I wasn't. I, I, I you know, I voted because, you know, that, so that was what was instilled in me. But to get out and... You know, fight for your rights and all that other stuff, man. It's just unbelievable, man. At at that age, man, and you gotta applaud this man and give him his props, man. You got to. If you don't, I don't, I don't know who you are. Well, 
And, and let me read the uh, comment from uh, Donald Trump. It says, sad to hear the news of the civil rights hero, John Lewis, passing. Melania um, and I send our prayers to he and his family. That's it. I mean, that, that was it. I mean, I mean th- this guy is a. And he didn't write um, that. He didn't write that. You don't know how he probably, to write you're right. That. He probably didn't write that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He ordered the flags to fly at half staff for a day. I mean, but you know, think about it. When uh, remember when John McCain died and he wasn't going to lower the flags at all, <laughs> and they had to say, "Look, man, what are you doing?" Because he was so mad, he takes things so personal, and you know, and he didn't and, have and, the flags uh, lowered. He did have them lowered. They were lowered for the rest of the day when it happened, and then after that, they're, they're back at full. They're back at full staff. They're back How at full staff. Because he wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> well, t- yeah, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about the one at the White House. I mean, the president has to order the flags at half mass. You know, he, that's. You know what? I'm sure they talked about him like a dog, Jay, to get him to do that. Yeah, you never know. I mean, this guy's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> he don't care about it's crazy. But 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 let's go back to that time because Johnny, you said something that was very interesting about you know him, you know VT. Uh, Vivens and and all these guys who were coming up during that time, and like you, I was a kid doing. I, I remember watching Martin Luther King's funeral on television. That's my earliest recollection of Dr. King, and 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 I remember my grandmother would have books laying around, magazines. You know, Jet always had stuff going on with with Dr. King, and I would look at it, and you know, I couldn't read that good but I would look at them and look at the pictures and things of that nature but I do remember um, the funeral playing in my grandmother's house and how my grandmother was in tears and I was like wow I mean you know because I didn't know who he was because I, I think I was four when he passed away uh, but I do remember that and when you think about Everything that they went through, you know, one of the movies that I've required every one of my daughters to watch was Mississippi Burning. Damn, we don't want to watch this. It's too sad. No, you need to understand. Now, I know there's some fictionization that was in that thing, but for the most part, the, the basis of that thing was true, and and it, and it showed how the South was back then, you know, and and and, uh, right. and and I think that sometimes we get too far away from that that we forget. What's going on? We applaud these young white kids for being in the streets, you know, doing the George Floyd uh, protests and when he was murdered. But, you know, it was nothing. I mean, nothing to what they went through. Listen, in the piece before in the piece before we started the segment, it talked about how state troopers were waiting for them when they crossed the bridge. And um, and the fact that they were beaten by state troopers. And yeah, you could say law enforcement is doing what they're doing now, but it wasn't anything like what those clowns were doing there. I remember a scene in uh, Mississippi Burning when they let the young black boy go, and then they fought, they followed him, and they, and they, you know, they let him go, and then they sent the deputies out to go get him. I mean, these people were running around doing what the hell they wanted to do, and every time a young black man was killed, an all-white jury acquitted the people. Emmett Till. That whole situation. I mean, come on. And here's a man who put his life on the line. And uh, I just think that there should be, you know, I think about when Michael Jackson passed away. I mean, for months 
after his death. You were seeing all these specials on MTV, and, you know, they just shut everything down. And listen, and look, he rightfully deserved it. But my goodness, we need to see more stuff on John Lewis. I mean, they, come on. Let's see you, Johnny. I, I, I will certainly agree. And, and you know, over over the years, what what I have noticed is the fact that those those movies that that educate and and reflect the time in which America was conscience was forced to change at the expense of of, of, of African Americans and Black Americans. You know those those movies uh, seem to get 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 lost in the shuffle. Now I'm I'm like yourself. Uh, Mississippi Burning is one that I, I look at um, anytime whether I watch it halfway through. But whenever I see that title, I I I will look at it because I don't want to ever underestimate or forget what my family has gone through and what our people have gone through you know and and to think that John Lewis was one of the first freedom riders so you know in in essence he was part of that that movement of of students um, with the student non-violent commission so you know just when when you look back at our our history as, as a people it has been one of Royalty. It has been one of bondage. It has been one of struggle. It has been one of degradation. It has been one of exploitation. It has been one of, I'm going to say, crabbery with the we, we, we're so left in, 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 in confusion sometimes that, that we just simply, you know, compete against one another. And to think that that, that young man was 23 years of age, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I look at when I was 23, would I have been committed to being able to do something of that magnitude and, and sustain yeah, I had my own little stuff going on, but the truth of the matter is, is that at 23 years old, he was part of a movement. Uh, he was one of the major um, inspirers and coordinators of the March on Washington, which nearly brought six, 700,000 people to Washington. So, you know, we, we, we really have to, to go back and revere him and his service and... Um, as, as you indicated, with with, with uh, this guy, this this criminal in, in Washington, you know, um, I think we would have been we would we would have talked about it if he hadn't said anything, and now we're gonna talk about him because he said uh, some dignifying words, but not a whole lot. But uh, I, I will at least extend you know extend some credit that he he said something. And of course, the the lowering of the flag for less than 24 hours, um, you know, one might find insult in it, but the reality of it is, is that uh, at least there was some homage paid there, as you said, uh, there was, he wasn't going to even do anything for John McCain. So, you know, we we just got to really set back and and not allow his work 
to be forgotten. And, and I and I like the way Les plugged that fact that you know this guy, you know Representative Lewis was out there fighting for us to vote, and then you know you still today have African Americans who feel like they don't have anything to vote for, you know. So we've got to continuously set that torch for all of those pioneers. But then, as I said, we've got to accept the challenge to keep moving the pendulum forward and not just think that the fight is over with because we know now that the struggle still exists every single day. And we've got to admire what they did. We've got to learn what they did, but we also have to continue continue to let that torch burn. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, uh, but 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 that's a good point that you brought up, and, and the fact that people need to honor this man's past. And you know, like you said, he was one of the original freedom writers. But Vanessa, you know, when we go back and look at just the total, um, I mean, from beginning to end, his works over the years. The fact that he ran for Congress, you know, that whole thing with Julian Bond, him and Julian Bond were, were very good friends. And that uh, campaign really uh, created a rip between them that, you know, they they uh, reconciled later on, but it was never the same because both men wanted the uh, position. And, you know, Julian Bond, a very educated man at, uh, at the time, was still, well, at the time, um, he figured that he would win because, you know, John Lewis didn't have a college education. He was... You know, he was, uh, you know, he had a high school education, and that was about it. But John Lewis fought, and he won that seat, which shocked some people, to be perfectly honest with you. But when you think about Georgia, uh, you know, think about Atlanta, you know, that's where King's home base was, the Civil Rights Movement. You know, and keep in mind now, and, and, and you know, John Lewis was born in Alabama, so, you know, all the things that were going on, all the things that were going on during that time, um, you know, it's just, it's amazing. This man's life is amazing, really amazing what he's done. And um, he's going to be missed. He really and truly is going to be missed. Vanessa? I'm here. Did you have a question? It wasn't a question. No, I just okay, so, was like, bam, and you pick it up and like, yes, Jay. Okay. And no, boom, boom, I, boom, I, can't, I can't say a whole lot about him other than what I have heard because I'm not old enough to really know that time in my life other than what I have heard or read about him. And I'm sure we're going to have a play we're going to have some soldiers to come behind him and do the same, do some civil rights things to keep us going. Well, that's further. interesting. But let me ask you something. You said something interesting. Let's talk about that for a second here. Who do you see that's on the horizon right now that mm-hmm. can take that place? Because keep in mind, you know, this is a whole different time. You know, one of the things I've always said that Muhammad Ali is one of my one of my favorite athletes of all time, not because of what he did in the ring, because of what he did outside of the ring. The fact that this mm-hmm. man was talking crazy back then to white people. And that's something that you just didn't do back in the 60s. You know, you could be hanging from a tree, but he didn't care. Him, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all these guys were like, hey, look, we have a platform 
And we're going to use our platform to get this message out. That's why a lot of people look at LeBron James and hold him in high esteem because of what he's doing. But let's face it, these people that we're dealing with now, yeah, you had what happened in Charlotte, Charlottesville. Yeah, you've had some situations where police have killed black folks and things of that nature. But look, we'd be lying to ourselves if we say that things are now like they were back in the 60s because they weren't. You can get killed for whistling at a white woman back then. And it was okay. You were going to be acquitted if you were white and did it. So who do you see that's on the horizon now that can take up that mantle? That's the next generation of civil rights leaders. Because we still have a long way to go. We've come a long way, but we have a long way to go. Who? But I think the next big civil rights leader is going to be a woman. I, that's just me. I, I don't know who, Jay, but I just feel like... Stacey Abrams? Well, I would say, Stacey, if she had done something about that line that was eight hours long, and uh, she didn't really do anything about that, but sit back and say, well, now we know what it is that we need to do to get ready for November. Okay, hell, I could have done that. So I don't. But what know. could she do about it, though? What 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 do you expect her so, to do about so it? So there's there? nothing she can do about my point exactly. So if there's nothing she can do about it, Jay. Then stop making that her platform. She made that her platform, and I don't know nothing she has done. I'm waiting to see it because I like her, but I don't see nothing she's doing other than saying we need to be doing something about voter suppression. Okay, so what? What? Stop making that her well, it's a lot of things that she's doing. Or, or, it's a lot of things she's doing organizational-wise. And see, sometimes people do things, and it, it's not in the spotlight. You won't see it, but it's, you know, those reforms are being made behind the scenes. Right? And I agree with that, Jay. I totally agree with mm-hmm. that. So, so I'm going to say, stick with what I said. I think the next person that's going to be leading and running and helping with the civil rights is going to be a woman. It could even be that lady who uh, Biden is looking at who is was a, a police officer for 27 years and a social worker for 17 years. And Dennings. She's on Dennings. Representative of Dennings. Representative yeah, so, Dennings. I mean, you got people like her that can that mm. boisterous and will say what she got to say and will, you know, possibly get some things done if because she's worked at all levels. She's worked at the welfare level because she's a social worker. She's worked at the, at the police level. So, I mean, she's worked at all levels. So, if anybody that could take us forward, I think it'd be her and, like, that mayor who wrote Black Lives Matter in front of Donald Trump's building and in Washington. Those are bold black women to be able to do that kind of stuff. So, I think that that's who's going to take us forward. It's going to be a black, powerful, strong Strong black woman. Let's go do it. You know, Mr. Elias, uh, this one of the things that's really um, that's that's really going to be horrible here, Mr. Elias, the fact that you know there's the question now is, will he be able to lie and stay in the Capitol since the Capitol is closed because of the coronavirus? How is uh, all that going to work? Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine he. I mean, they're still holding uh, sessions in the uh, in the Capitol, aren't they? They just got to close to the public. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, wow, yeah. As, I mean, 
Maybe he'll lay, lay there just as for his colleagues, man. I don't know. Wow. That, that's a great question. That's a great question. You know, I mean, um, I mean, to get the proper yeah. send-off. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. What are you about to say? Okay. Jay, can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Okay. You, we've been talking about the president all day long and what he, you think he's going to do and, and, and if he's going to win and all of that, Jay. But you know what? This man is different. He's a different breed to me. <laughs> To a lot of us. I mean, who? who, who who's the man you're talking about? You talking about the tr- Trump or are you talking about the I'm talking about 45. I'm, I'm talking about 45. Oh, okay. Well, I prefer not to I talk about it, but go ahead. Okay. Well, wait. When you are so upset about the name, and forgive me, y'all, because I'm dangerously disappointed, the name Obama just upsets him. Just a day. And this man, Obama ain't did nothing to Just a day. And then you won't hang Obama's picture. Then you take Clinton's picture down, Bush picture down, so anybody in there but you and all of old people. You know, that is so insane to me. It's America. It's America not paying attention to this. Or is America just crazy and we have more racists than we don't? And I can't even say racist with that because Bush is a Republican white president. So I can see if he took yeah. Clinton down, but Bush, he's sick. He is sick and well, selfish well, and crazy. Yeah, he is. And, and you know, I don't want to spend any more. I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to spend any more talk time talking about him doing John Lewis's segment because he, you know, we have plenty to talk about with that guy. But you brought up something that, that you said something that made, reminded me of a question I wanted to throw out here to all you guys. And um, it's not really a question or a comment. I, how nice was it? Think about this. You know, we talked about this last week on the show, and I mentioned this to, you know, Mr. Elias and I. When we were in high school, we had a shop teacher, and he told us what, Mr. Elias? That we would never see a black president in our lifetime. And think about the moment when President Obama, uh, you know, uh, was uh, sworn in as the president, and one of the first people he hugged was was who? John Lewis. This is something that they had fought for their whole lives. How good was that, uh, Johnny, for him to be able to see? Think about where he came from, and think about when President Obama was sworn into office as the nation's first African-American president, what type of moment that could have been for Representative Lewis? You know, that, 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 that's, that's a dream come true because it, I have to say this here, in my lifetime, did I ever think that that would become a, a vision or reality? I would, have mm. to, I would have to tell you no. So I can imagine that a, a person who fought and, and battled in the civil rights and was in the halls of Congress and, and seeing so how how close to yet how far away, you know, Jesse Jackson's bid was to sit back and think that, you know what, this may never come to fruition and then all of a sudden to see this young senator out of Illinois to come up and, and be elected as the president of the United States, you know, that, that had to be just you know, President Obama carried a, a, a whole lot of us 
on his shoulders because at that point in time, and that's why I always tell people, you know, for me, November the 4th of 2008 is is a reflection of, of Independence Day because at that point in time, I felt like at least, at least part of the, the Constitution was being fulfilled on that given day. So for John Lewis to see that, uh, and really for, for a nation to see that, I just thought that at that point in time right there, man, it was just great for America because at that point in time, you had perhaps the most partial um, individual that could, 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 could mend the fences of, of this nation. And then, of course, you know, you, you move into 2016 and, and, it, and it reverts itself. But, um, you know, earlier you, you mentioned about would he lie in state. Uh, there is a guy who is making the, 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 the airwaves on every, every channel, this Dan Sullivan, uh, the Senator Dan Sullivan. Um, I think he's out of Alaska. But this, he, you know, I, I, I really don't think that he would allow that not to happen. Um, I mean, has, has anybody seen him talking about uh, uh, Representative Lewis on any of these shows? No, I haven't seen that. I, I, I tell you what, this guy, um, I mean, you know, it's remarkable to hear the admiration that, that he has for Representative Lewis. So I, I, don't, I don't see him not landing state because I just don't think that this guy would not allow. And then even... You know, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell was as as genuine as he could be. So I think, that, you know, this was a gentleman who was really well respected uh, amongst his colleagues. Yeah, he, you know, he had his cause, but I think that, you know, everybody that, that you hear on, on the television is, and, and, and being interviewed is, is just simply talking about he was always positive and yet honest. And to go back a little further, Jay, then I'm going I'm, to I'm cut it. You know, the, the mere fact that we're, we're talking about a secession plan for African-Americans in regards to who will be the next great civil rights uh, leader, I, I, I think that you can't – you have to decentralize the mission because it's, it's so much media. You've got so many different groups out there who is fighting for a cause. I don't think that you can have a face. For the civil, mm. for current day civil rights issues, because it's too big. That's a good point. You, you know what I'm That's saying? So, you know. Good point. I, but I, I do, I do think that you know you've got some 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 strong community leaders out there that's doing some great work, and certainly, um, you know, you've got people who who we haven't heard of or we we, we don't know because, uh, again, we tend to focus on what the media. Is, is doing, but that grassroots efforts and things like that, you know, uh, imagine this right here, uh, as, as, as odd as this may sound, you know, every day, well, every Sunday, what you do is part of the movement. You understand what I'm saying? Now, do I anticipate that, that you're going to be in the halls of Congress and, and on, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? Yeah, if you chose to do so, you could. So everybody, everybody's responsibility is to keep the movement going. And we have to decentralize any thought that, okay, one person is going to be the face of it because, you know, you, you, you've got the LBGTQ community. You've got the Hispanic um, and, and Latino community. You've got the Native brothers. You've got the African-American brothers. Uh, you, you, you've got, you know, 
females that's out there, you know, doing their thing. So the reality is, is that it's just so broad. You know, everybody, everybody is fighting for their piece of the pie right now. So, you know, we all got to take up arms and we got to sit back and say, you know what, we're going to be the change that we want to see. And that's the thing, man, that I like about, again, every Sunday morning having an opportunity to have a voice, depositing some information into folks. So we may be very well producing and making a foundation for that person who's going to go out there and take a message and say, you know what, let me make a difference in the community because it is an adjective word. It's about action. It ain't just about talking. It's about getting out there, putting boots to the ground and hands to the stone, just like uh, Representative Lewis did, Dr. King, and all of those 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 civil rights leaders. Absolutely, well said, Mr. Elias. May you get the last word. Well, Jay, you know something, man. I I I, I sentiment. I, I echo John's sentiments. Well, there there's not going to be a phase. There's this the movement is. Is, is what's happening right now, and there's just not mm-hmm. one solid face out there with the movement. And I, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's just we got to come together as a people first and foremost. But the bottom line is, man, it is mm-hmm. the groundwork has already been laid for us. It has already been laid for us. All we got to do is follow the pattern, man. You know, and and stop stop being sidetracked by the by. By the circus that has been laid down before us, man. So, yeah, I agree with John. I, I agree wholeheartedly. He said, "Stop being sidetracked by the circus that's been laid down before us." I think we all know what what you mean by that. All right, yeah. good stuff. All right, take a break. We'll be right back to finish it up. You're listening to the serious side. It's time for this week's edition of Under the Radar: Stories That Didn't Make the Cut for the Live Show. However, they are important stories that you need to know. Here's our story for this week. I am joined now by the mother of Eric Garner, Gwen Carr. Uh, Ms. Carr, it's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us on this very important day. I mean, the world got to know Eric Garner through that tragic event six years ago, but I want to know how you are remembering your son today and what uh, do you want people to remember about your son? Um, Yes, I am remembering him today as I remember him every day. But today is especially hard because it just brings back all the memories of that day that NYPD murdered my son. And even though he said, I can't breathe 11 times, they decided to take his life anyway. But, you know, I just think that he would be so proud of me because he see how his mother has stood up through these six years nonstop with the cameras on or with the cameras off. I've been going to legislators to get laws changed, which as you know, we have gotten some laws changed in his honor, the Eric Garner anti-chokehold law. And I am just, you know, today what I'm doing, I'm just, it's a private day for me today. Usually I have hundreds of people around me, but today just me and the family, the grandchildren, uh, we're going to visit Eric's grave. We're going to remember him um, privately. Um, no big events for me today. Yeah, we're going to get to your activism in just a minute, but I wanted to talk to you about this particular year because you told the New York Daily News that this week, or you told them this week that today you would be reflecting on not just the loss of Eric Garner, but of course of George Floyd. You said it's like a boomerang 
George Floyd used the same words my son said six years ago, and now the cry is, I can't breathe. Uh, tell me about how this year is different with what we are seeing happen in this country over the past couple of months. Uh, well, it is different because all the masses are coming out, even though they did come out with my son also, but we have all ages, all creeds, religions, everyone is taking a stand. And that is a great thing. And I think it's due to the pandemic where everyone had to sit down and look and see what actually was happening in the world. So now this brought them to attention and it was a boomerang coming back to the cries of my sons, I can't breathe, to finish the fight. That's it. Thank you for listening. And remember, every week we'll feature stories that you need to know right here on Under the Radar, sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm Jay Rao. See you next time. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Support for NTR and the following message come from TNT. With the all-new season of The Alienist, Angel of Darkness, Dakota Fanning, Luke Evans, and Daniel Brule are on the hunt for a killer. Sunday, July 19th at 9, 8 central on TNT. More at TheAlienist.com. The East Coast remains in the grip of a widespread heat wave this weekend. NPR's Amy Held reports intense heat is stretching from Florida up through Maine with the hottest temperatures for uh, forecasts farthest north. Cooling centers are open in Washington, New York, and Boston. Burlington, Vermont could hover around triple digits. Heat indices, or how hot it feels, could reach 110 degrees in the mid-Atlantic. Last week, it was the southwest hit by an intense heat wave. The heat that was in the west kind of shifted into the plains and now shifting into the eastern U.S. Meteorologist Mark Chenard says this heat is sticking around. Above normal temperatures should linger across much of the central and eastern portion of the country, at least for the next couple of weeks or so. The highest temperatures are expected to peak within the next couple of days, with some areas possibly breaking daily records. Amy Held, NPR News. A court in Jerusalem has decided that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's corruption trial will begin with witnesses in January. Netanyahu's lawyers asked for a postponement during today's proceedings, suggesting it would be difficult to size up witnesses who are wearing masks to guard against the coronavirus. Netanyahu is charged with fraud, breach of trust, and accepting bribes. He denies wrongdoing. A rocket with a United Arab Emirates Mars orbiter is set for liftoff. The rocket has been rolled out to the launch pad on a small southern Japanese island. Liftoff of the Arab world's first interplanetary mission is scheduled for later this evening Eastern time. It had initially been scheduled for this past Wednesday, but delayed due to bad weather. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. All right, folks, welcome back in. It's time to chat box. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, may you have anything you want to share with us this morning? Uh, Kavina said there are a lot of black people, like the caller Steve, who probably will vote for Kanye West. Don't, don't, don't underestimate the amount of damage 
that a hip hop programming has done to the young black people. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I agree that's, with that's, him, that's, man. man. You know, and uh, Kavina said everything. <laughs> she's talking about everyone already knows. She's talking about Mary Trump. Uh, everyone already knows. It's not about the truth. It's about supporters, loyalty to white supremacy. Well, good stuff. Pastor checks in. He says, peace and blessings, family. Great show. To answer the main question, there's a strong possibility that this man wins re-election. Uh, the GOP is not interested in protecting our elections. Their number one goal is to create chaos and prevent those who have the right to vote the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Well said. Uh, Justin from St. Paul, Minnesota, it's shameful that our president has not ordered the flags and have masks. Thank you for bringing this to the public's attention. Justin, he did, but it only lasted less than 24 hours. Uh, uh, Regina, Chicago, um, John Lewis is a legend and should be placed on Mount Rushmore. You got my vote. Samuel from Compton, California. I was in tears when I heard of his death. He is in John Lewis. Rest in power, Congressman. Well said, Samuel, and we'll read one more. Gerald from Cincinnati. Oh, my heart hurts today. Because I was looking forward to shaking his hand one day. Rip, rest in peace, Mr. Lewis. Well said. And uh, you, like me, I was hoping one day I'd meet him too. He was just a hero for me. And, uh, man, I was unfortunate that 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 will not happen now. All right, folks. Doing the show today. Glad you guys came along for the ride as always. But it's time for our final thoughts. And, uh, Vanessa, you're up first. Final thoughts. Final thoughts are that we have lost a legend. We have lost someone who fights the fight for black people, for black people, for minority people's rights to be able to do certain things. I pray that um, we, uh, that he has left a best kind or trained somebody to be able to come behind him and carry on some of the things that he has done that we won't even know about. So it's like what, what uh, Johnny B said. There's things things going on that we don't even know about behind the scenes that these people have done. And so I pray that these things are continued on. And uh, as I get ready to go into church, I pray for my entire family here on uh, Blog Talk. And I pray for our country continually. So get out and make sure that you vote and make sure that you are ready to register to vote. Thank you. Have a good week, y'all. Well said. Keep praying. Thank you so much. Shout out to email final thoughts. I just want to, again, thank those individuals who allow us an opportunity to come to their homes each week. Uh, Jay, thank you for this this, this venue and this opportunity. Uh, Miss Vanessa and Les, thank you all today. And, of course, in the absence of Dr. Williams and Jerome, I thank each one of you all for educating me on this process. Like I say, it is a liberating moment for myself. Um, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Uh, the, the, the coronavirus and COVID-19 is real, although we have a president who wants to spend less money on it and actually politicize wearing face masks, which you know will keep people healthy. I, 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 I beckon to you to get out there and educate those young folks because they are the ones who are who are the asymptomatic carriers, and they're bringing it into their, their, their family members, the grandparents, and the elders, and now they're, they're, they, too, are being impacted. So, uh, like I say, just stay healthy and stay prayed up, and, and thank you all. All right. Well said. We're under 
60 seconds. So real quick, for those who are listening live, we'll see you back here next week for those who listen under the normal per circumstances where they listen on their podcast or, you know, whatever device that you use. The show continues. And it's time for Mr. Elias. The man gets the first and last word here to Serious Side Man. Final thoughts. Well, look, folks, honor John Lewis because what he stood for was to get out and vote. So honor him, get out and vote because if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. Well, and all I'll say is, is that we lost a legend uh, for someone to sacrifice themselves, their body, uh, the fact that they didn't know whether or not they were going to be alive the next day. Um, you know, I remember President Obama saying that that day when they walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, he had a uh, backpack with an apple, and uh, he still had an apple and a toothbrush uh, in his backpack, and um, they were prepared to do their thing. So rest in peace, John Lewis. Uh, you would definitely be missed, and uh, there will not be another like you. And um, for all those folks who still think thinks that it's okay to sit home on Election Day, shame on you. Get out and vote, because people like him sacrificed a whole lot, and some people paid the ultimate sacrifice, their lives, so you can have that right for you to squander that. It's just ridiculous. It's just totally, totally ridiculous. And on that note, Miss Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow. Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you. I know it wasn't, you know, what we usually do, but, uh, hey, I hope that it was informative nevertheless. So, for Vanessa, for Johnny, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful weekend. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week if God's willing. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Radio Network.